Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's Genesis Invitational. It's storylines, it's best bets. It is, of course, one and done. And look at this crew we have here this morning. A fresh face in that bottom right hand corner. It is the coach. Welcome, coach. Good to have you. Well, I got to be honest with you guys. I felt like I was going to come back this morning and say how much I missed everybody. Me and Mark had a moment at the farmer's insurance. We did. Bear hug. And and then as I'm getting ready to come on, I realized not only is Mark the only person ahead of me in the one and done, but I was an idiot last week. So not only do I come in guns blazing, I'm ticked off. And I remembered now me and Mark are mortal enemies. No more bear hugging. There's no more love. We're back to business. Let's go. You, you didn't want to stay on the helipad for uh, your first <laughs> traips back into first cut? No, I did not want to do that. <laughs> I wanted to actually take off. Yes. Uh, Mark Immelman is here. Mark, uh, what's your side of the story? This is like two gunslingers out in front of the saloon, staring each other down, you know, fingers a twitching, getting ready for the duel. <laughs> well, one of the gunslingers in uh, San Diego was texting the other one, asking for a insider ticket. If, uh, this could be arranged if that sets up the whole thing. So, <laughs> That's uh, true. Like, That's uh, true. <laughs> So I was like, no, but I'll be on the course with, it was the ROM group, I think. Uh, yes. And so I said to uh, coach, I'm like, hey, come try and find me. So we get to 13 then. I'm scanning, because he texts me, he goes, I'm on the hill. So I'm scanning the crowd whilst doing my job, just for the record. <laughs> and the next thing I see coach show up there, like in all his glory. And yeah, we, we hugged and I was like, what's up? And then uh, then he disappeared. I think there was someone more important to schmooze with than the on-course <laughs> announcer for CBS. <laughs> My son was with me, and boy, uh, that was awesome. Uh, John, Rob, JT, they all gave him the dap up and everything. It was an amazing, amazing Who, couple of minutes. Who's your son's favorite player? Uh, right now, I'd say Jordan Spieth, probably. He sure. loves JT. He loves JT. Same. When when JT gave him the, the dap, that was the world was over. The world was over <laughs> at that point. <laughs> I talked to uh, when I probably told the story, but when we were at the Ryder Cup, I was talking to Tony Finau, and he said that because Steph Curry was there and he said that Steph did that to his son and his son uh-huh. was just like, I, he it's, it's as if no other athlete has ever existed. <laughs> Isn't that right? amazing? Like, Isn't that yeah, amazing? It was, wow. it was pretty cool. Uh, that's Kyle Porter, by the way. KP, we're we're doing the early start on this Tuesday. That's that's because of me. Thank you very much. But uh, consensus seems to be we like this time slot. Well, I was gonna say I, I'd love to hear everybody's. Some people have already commented. It it's uh, so I have a uh, hashtag process that I kind of follow during the week, and <laughs> trust it, inv- it. It involves a ton of reading on like Monday afternoon and Tuesday morning. And so I'm a little bit of a mess this morning because I didn't get all my reading in. I'm still deep in the Charlie Hoffman, Saudi, you know, <laughs> extravaganza. Stop that, um, but but all that to say, like, 
I do, I, I do kind of like the start time. So I'm curious if, if you're watching and commenting, just throw some comments throughout this next hour of, of what you like about it and, and, and uh, anything else you'd like to see on the show. Ryan says Rick should still be sleeping. This is too early for him. Jacob. <laughs> what, what time did I text you back at this morning, Jacob? Like uh, sure five like o'clock a.m. Eastern, like six Eastern, which would have, I mean, it's like three. three? I'm, I'm constantly awake. What? I, I is, never is sleep. Batman. Why? Why are we? Why are we showing the wrong Ryan text? That's not the right one. That's not the right one. Show the other one. Golf Locked season has officially oh, started. Raving about you coming back. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Thank whatever. you. That's what we're talking about. What, what, do you have insomnia, Rick? What, what or is it like? A I used to work with a guy who he would work out at like from two a.m. to four a.m., which seems like with kids, it seems like a, a a death sentence. It seems like you're, you know, like yeah. I um. No, I, 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 I sleep. I just sleep like five hours a night and I'm up at like, I, I, I try to run off East coast hours, but like early East coast hours anyway. So yeah, I'm, I'm up at ridiculous times in the morning. Do you go to bed early? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nothing's, nothing's happening on the West coast at like 10 o'clock at night or 11 o'clock at night. I'm in bed. Obviously we're, yeah, we're getting ready for that. I've already done a show this morning. I've already done. A show this morning. Yeah, I don't know what you we're guys rocking and about. rolling. This yeah, is, let's go. This is, this is craziness. Let's jump into yeah. it, Coach. <laughs> let's start with your storyline of yeah. the week because I love it. Um, top ten players in the world teeing it up at Riviera this week, and you've defined this or described this as kind of big, big game hunting, isn't it? You know, here's the, here's the thing I've noticed during the fall. You guys did an amazing job as I was doing the NFL, and I really thought that for the first time, maybe ever, that all of the big names were ready to go in the fall. So now we're seeing in January, every single week, it's big names at the start. Look at the leaderboard. What was the storyline on Sunday? Can Sahith Tagala fight off all those top players coming yeah. behind him? So as we're starting to get into what I call the real golf season, now that Phoenix is over, we head to L.A. this week. Now I think all the big names are in form and they're ready to go, which is why I think the next two and a half months are going to be amazing, amazing tournaments on well, the PGA Tour. And let me jump in here, Coach, because I, I heard this on, I think the No Line Up guys were talking about it. You see almost like two different tours starting to um, come to light, and you'll see it no, nowhere more clearly than this week and next week. Riviera, sick, unbelievable. Major, sick. Honestly, it's like a major-like field. It's like a players-type field. Mm-hmm. Honda next week, not good. It's gonna be a. It's not gonna be a good field. And so it's this weird thing. And I don't. I don't know if I. I don't. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know if I like this or I dislike it. But you're seeing, again, it's almost like a. It, it's like a PGA tour and then like a Corn Ferry Plus tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and 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 you'll see that at the Honda. You'll see it at. at we saw it at. Uh, where else do we see it, Rick? American Express Pebble, kind of. Pebble is not good. I mean, right. it, it was like it right. was like a corn fairy field plus Spieth and Cantlay, you know. And because they had to, yeah. So I, I, I'm I'm interested to see if that continues or if we get more parity across these kind of regular PGA tour. Now Riviera is different because it's elevated and whatever, but um, I'm interested to see like how that goes over the next two or three years. 
It is kind of fascinating, Mark, because when you look at this, you've got, um, yeah, we're going to have a stark contrast, but we are kind of leading up into this uh, obviously major championship season. What are we, 50 days away from the Masters? And guys are going to want to get their reps, get their games sharp so that they're peaking at the right time. Um, but they all kind of choose to play the same events, the big boys, right? It's it's the APIs. It's like, ah, we'll skip Honda. It, it would be nice if it was a, a hair more spread out. Well, there's various factors that are brought to bear over there, I think. But the big one with Riviera is one, the history of the event, because a lot of guys pay attention to the honor roll, if you will, and folks who have won. And if you watch Phoenix last week, it's a who's who of the the events that have won. And I'm not just looking, you know, recent years. You look back in the day and it's Sneed and Hogan, all of those legends have, have won over there too. And, and to a certain extent, there's some gravitas to the event because of who's played well. Then you mix that uh, with with Riviera, which is just iconic. And it's a tremendous golf course. It asks every question of every bag. And so this is where the major championship contenders, in my opinion, start to go, okay, this will give me a good bead for sort of exactly where my game is. Mm -hmm. Because Torrey Pines is going to ask you questions off the tee and with the iron game in hand, and it's big and it's relentless. Pebble is great, but it's shortish, as are the courses around there. And Pebble's more the event. And then, of course, Phoenix last week, it's a desert golf course. Um, it plays firm like a major championship. So folks are like, all right, I can get a feel for, you know, can I hit the thing high enough to hold some of these targets? This week, you got to draw it. you got to fade it. you got to have some, some guts about you. you got to be able to deal with some bumpy greens at times. And, of course, the field quality. So as we go through this, because API is like a major championship the way they set it up, um, of course, the players is the players. And you go through these events now where they're looking at windows to see, okay, uh, where can I play to see where my game is to get myself prepared for when April rolls around, in my opinion. It's 50 days away or 49 days away, whatever we are, KP, and every single one of the top players in the world is here. And if you're looking at the odds board, um, whoever is victorious this week could certainly shorten their odds for that first major championship of the year. Yeah, that's my, that's my storyline of the week. There's always a connection and, and uh, maybe this was a Bubba thing because he always played so well at Riviera and then at Augusta, but there always seems to be a connection. If you're, you know, it's different if a James Hahn wins, but if a Hideki wins, if a Xander wins, if a uh, Rory or Rom wins, there's there's going to be some buzz of like, okay, that guy, I don't know if they will be the master's favorite because I think, who, who is it right now? Is it Rom? It should be Rom. Yes. Uh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. And he's a favorite um, this week. He will probably like, like, let's say Patrick Cantlay wins this week. I don't think he overtakes Rom as the favorite, but I think in my mind, it's a little bit of like, okay, now you're kind of like, the guy or one of the two or three guys at Augusta. Right. And so I, that to me, there's, there's always a connection point and maybe, maybe I'm just doing it because like it's the CBS last broadcast until the master, like there's, to me, there's always a connection between Riviera and Augusta. And this is such an awesome, here's the master's odds. If you're watching on YouTube, this is such an awesome culmination to the West coast swing. Um, so yeah, I, I think like if Spieth wins this week, he might become the master's favorite you know, based on how he's played uh, over the last couple of events. So uh, that's that's something that this is the first time I think, got, or at least I have started thinking about, okay, Augusta's not that far away. Uh, what does this week tell us about how guys are playing going into that tournament? 
John Rom eight to one over at Caesar Sportsbook. He is the favorite to win the Masters as of right now. Roy McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, Colin Morikawa, all right behind at twelve to one. And coach, uh, the John Rom scenario is pretty interesting because we've seen his number anywhere from five to six to seven to one over the past couple of starts for him. The sportsbook's clearly giving him a lot of credit, and that's without. The, the sheer number of victories that we would normally expect from someone of uh, those types of odds. If he does win before the Masters, I imagine they are going to absolutely slice the odds on him uh, for that first full week in April. And I got two words for everybody watching at home on YouTube, listening on Apple, listening on Spotify. Two words. Stay away. Don't ever bet on a golfer who is plus 700 or less to win a golf tournament because the odds of you winning against the odds of you losing are so vast. Don't do it. But the fact that his odds are so low is crazy to me because that's how dominant he has been. But let's see what he's done. He's had some really, really good rounds, but then he just kind of gets stuck in neutral the last couple of weeks. And it seems like to me, and I don't know if you guys agree, but the old uh, anger, emotion, complaining in the desert about it being a putting contest. I mean, those are types of things that you don't normally hear from the number one player in the world. And that's what we've seen the last several weeks. So he certainly deserves to be the favorite, but that low to me, there never should be anybody below plus 1000, but some people are dumb enough to bet on somebody like that. Then go for it. What is uh? so he wins 9% of the time globally throughout his career. So, so that should be what Rick, like 11 to one. 12 uh well yeah so so eight to one would be like so one divided by nine would be like 11 mm-hmm. percent. yeah so it'd be like a, it'd be like 11 to one something like okay that. Yeah. okay so he's always shorter than that which always to coach's point is like yeah i mean it's hard because you have better course fits than others there's a million other factors but just right straight up he only wins only he wins a ton but he only wins nine percent of the time and his odds are usually worse or shorter than what that uh what that number would be and if i might add to that i mean when when woods was in his prime you could understand yeah. a number like that yes but nowadays look ram is playing at a really high level sadly for only about three and a half of the four rounds and that's a problem with major championships because that is a true four round examination because there's going to be the ebbs and the flows in those events mm-hmm. but you've just got a you just got fields now that are so tough. And whereas normally you can show up at an Augusta National and say, all right, there's a field of 90 players, 10, 15 folks have a legitimate chance to win here. That number to me is growing because yes. you look at a young Marikawa who proved himself almost as a rookie and wins a major because everyone coming through are just so well prepared. I mean, last week, I think it, it all blurs for me right now. I'm still on West Coast time zones, but I had Cameron Young in a group who's fresh off the Corn Ferry Tour. Love it. And this kid blew my hair back. And I'm like, good <laughs> grief. And so not to say he's going to contend in a major, but to have odds that short, like Rama's, look, he's playing great. But just against the strength of the fields and how deep these fields are right now, I, I, I don't think it's warranted. I really don't. But real quick, uh, I you know the event that I do in December down in West Palm, Jupiter area that I host? Cameron Young was our pro. It's a pro-am. He was my pro, uh, not this last December, but the December before. And everybody's like, this dude. Yeah, they're like, this dude. Like, you know, when you come to a tournament, everybody goes, who's the dude? Uh That dude. And I'd never heard of him before. And nice guy, 
incredibly, incredibly shy, doesn't even have social media. But this dude is a stud to Mark's point. He's going he to win. Yeah, at Farmers, he was in it on, on Sunday, too. That's where it was. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was in my group in Farmers. Yep, that's right. Real quick on what Mark said, I think that, I mean, Mark's right. There's more guys. There's more. <clears throat> it's harder to win now than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. And that's, you know, I've made this point a million times, but any any time you add that much more money into an industry, it's going to get more competitive in the long term. And we're, and we're seeing the, the fruit of that. We're seeing the result of that. The one thing I will say is I, I do think that, and Padraig Harrington made this point at the PGA last year where he's like, listen, like great, difficult setups it's almost easier for good players to win those events. So in some ways, even though the field at Riviera is way uh, tougher than at uh, uh, PJ West at the American Express, it's almost easier, quote unquote, for Rom to win Riviera than it would be to win the American Express. And that sounds like a ridiculous thing, but because of his skill set and the way he, he like his makeup along with a lot of the top guys, you just and Brooks has talked about this at majors, right? Like yes, the, yes. the field of the field yes. of guys that can win, it's tiny. It's just so small because nobody else can hit these shots. And when you when you um when you can't hit those like it just it the the disparity between top players and lesser players widens a lot in ways that it doesn't at uh some of your normal PGA tour stops. You know, Kyle, that's a good point. But you know, as as we're talking about this week, not necessarily down the track in the masters. If there is a course that's going to climb underneath a player's skin, it's Riviera because <laughs> you got these little crown greens and you got the Kakuya rough and you got these holes bent in different directions, and every hole basically is flanked by eucalyptus trees. You can hit one slightly offline, hits one of those things, and ends up in Kingdom Come. So this place for me, I think this would be a really good barometer for where Ram is mentally because <clears throat> no matter how well you're playing, you're going to get a funky bounce. You're going to have a crown roll off a green like ten or whatever, and and that's going to challenge you between your ears as well. And, and that's the great test for him right now because that's where it is to me. It's not statistics mm. with him. I I have the historic Masters champion odds before the event started. Take a take a crack at some of these Tiger Woods odds from some of his uh, prime years here. So I'll, I'll give you the first one. In 1997, Tiger Woods was 8-1, to one, plus 800 to win the Masters. Obviously, he went on to do that. In 2001... Any guess what his odds would have been before the Masters started? And keep in mind, keep in mind, John Rahm is currently eight to one to win at Caesars. I bet he was even uh, or two to one. I bet he was two to one. Hadn't he just won? So he had won basically four of the last at that point. So I mean, he was vibing at that point. Yeah, he, he, he was. Yeah, he, he was straight vibing. He I'll say two to one. Three. Two to one. Yeah, two to one. Pretty good. Uh, one and a half to one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, now the next year, two thousand two, two to one. Tiger Woods wow. in 2005, three Dirty. and a half to one. Yeah, I mean, it is. Could you imagine? You're at that point. You're basically betting this guy or the field. That that is that's the bet you're making. And the folks bet on Tiger. Isn't that crazy? Oh yeah, the sports books would have been dying back then. Yeah, if they if we were where we are now, they would have been dying. They would have been like publicly saying Tiger, anybody but Tiger, and then been taken to the woodshed every time he won. Wow. Uh, 2008, wow. Mark. Any guesses on the odds for the 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 08 champ? I know, but the dude that won that thing, the odds must have been long because he wasn't doing so good coming in. They I were. bet it was like uh, Trevor was pretty good. I bet it was like 80. Uh, it would have been more than that. 120? 120? 
150? 150. Wow. Oh, he was amazing. He was going out of bed. I would have bet on him that week. Uh, he was after, a after the Monday practice round. I would have bet on him. What was he ranked? Like 60, 55, 70? He was, he was actually lower than that, but he hadn't been playing very well for a while. His world ranking at that stage was 25, maybe. I think it might have been a little lower. Okay. Than that. Okay. Wow. Um, Mark, we'll put a bow on our, our storyline section here before we get to the bets because we've spent a lot of oxygen on John Rahm. Patrick Cantlay is has been an absolute staple atop the leaderboard. Uh, losing a, a, loses a playoff last week to Scotty Scheffler, but that certainly does not uh, take away from what he's been able to accomplish the last couple of months. You know what? Uh, when producer Jacob sent out, who do you want to talk about? And and I thought about that some because ordinarily I'll go to the course and the event because, you know, especially these West Coast swings, they're so cool. But of the last four CBS shows, I've had Candley three times. And on Friday night, I think it was, I had dinner, dinner with Baker Finch and Nobler, who are both savvy men. I mean, I listen to them when they're talking. And so we got to talking about players and stuff and and so we were just breaking down the contenders. And Cantlay, to me, is, is an anomaly. And this was the consensus at the table where, you know, you can look at players statistically, but this guy just has something. And it, came, it, it was brought to bear Sunday afternoon there at Waste Management last week. He's cruising along, playing solid. He's in contention. I think at this stage he's tied for the lead. It's a decent nine iron, whatever it was, to the green. 30 feet. Hits this putt and bounces on a basically a speed bump in the middle of the green and comes up like four feet shy. So I'm watching him now going, okay, where's the reaction? Nothing. The guy barely batted an eyelid. Then on the next hole, there's like a 10-minute wait in the final round. And he's standing there and I'm chatting with his caddy, Matt Minister. And so we're just sort of talking rubbish. And Cantlay just stands there and listens. Not phased at all, not in the yardage book, nothing. He is just so in the moment and so calm, despite all the mayhem going around him, that it, that it is incredible to watch. And when he hits a bad shot, there's never a reaction. Never. When he hits a good shot, there's very infrequently a reaction too. And he just has this way to just sort of stamp out golf shots, one after the other, never be phased. And he never looks like he's panicked either. Like, he really wasn't in this thing after a poorish Saturday, I think, or Friday, whenever. He had a bad first day, whatever it was. But he just keeps going because he, I think he's realized right now that over four rounds, he's going to be around the place. So if he has that odd little weird patch during a tournament, he's not phased. And I, I looked at him after Scotty Scheffler made that birdie putt in the playoff because Dottie had Scotty, well, poetic, I guess. And I was on Cantlay. <laughs> so Scotty makes the putt, but I'm watching my guy because I've got to say something about him. And that putt went down and Cantlay didn't budge. He was like one of these poker legends that just doesn't show any emotion. And he's truly a mental assassin. This guy is emotion, an, an emotional anomaly. Then you add that to the physical gifts that he has. And, and, and he mentioned to me, and I spoke to his coach, he's swinging over the, the break he worked out a lot, didn't play very much. And he's stronger now. And the word is, his swing speed is down, but he's hitting the golf ball longer. And, and even under pressure, I never saw stuff jacking up, you know. He could control the distance so well. And so right now, I mean, I'm all in on Cantley. I really am. The, the guy has got everything. He has got it all.
He's he's fantastic. Uh, I I meant to ask you, Mark, and I forgot. So quickly, what's your what's your playoff record this year? Are are you was that your first loss with Cantlay? Yeah, uh, yeah, man, I'm blurring. Where where do we have play? Where do we have list play? List and Zalatoris. I know I wasn't in there because I had rum, so mm. that was Colton Duddy. Okay, and then mm. Pebble Beach. Shucks, I can't even remember who won. Was Hoagie? He didn't win in a playoff. Oh, I, yeah, I, I had yeah. Hoagie there, so so that was that he closed that out, and then okay, yeah. So we, I've only had one, and I'm I'm a loser. Uh, Mark, right. give give me your just thirty seconds, like on whether Rom or Cantlay right now. Who like for you? Who's better and why? If you watch them hit, Rom is going to catch your attention because it's longer and higher, and he's mercurial, right? So he attracts attention. Where Cantlay doesn't. Cantlay is the kind of guy in this show he'll be in contention, and we'll all talk about the star that's about the star that's above him. But I would say right now, head to head, it'd be it, it'd be nip and tuck for me if they played ten games head to head. I think they'd split. I really do. Um, think, the sorry, KP. I, well, I was gonna say I think that I think that's right. Like Cantlay and Rom are Cantlay has. Uh, so Rom separated himself previously, and I feel like Cantlay has really like kind of caught up to him i don't know whatever that means to where those are pretty clearly the like if i did a power ranking right now i don't know who's one and two but it it it's those two in some order the final thought on this here coach um i love patrick cantlay and i think the fact that and i mean this with all due respect and this is a compliment that he is he is boring and I think that that is very helpful on the golf course. As Mark described, you never get too high. You never get too low. I just wish he like we saw it for a hair uh, at 16 where he gave us like a fist pump when he rolled in a birdie putt on whatever that was Saturday. We saw it a little bit at the Ryder Cup where he gets a little bit fiery. But I'd, I'd love for the brand of Patrick Cantlay to be like the silent assassin. But like, I'm not sure he's pulling it off right now. I know exactly why you led into my my part of this that way because you know i always come from the entertainment side of of this sport and it drives me insane the way he plays golf i love it and i wish you could take right after he won the fedex cup and that personality that we saw in all those interviews that he's kind of a low-key has a really good sense of humor he can be kind of funny and I understand that you've got to be in the moment. I understand that you got to be laser focused. But a lot of these players that are of that age who started when they were five and six are like robots. And there's a reason why the PGA Tour implemented this PIP, PIP, $40 million thing that Mickelson and Tiger won last year. So that needs to be fixed because Tiger didn't even play. But the point is, when you're an independent contractor and your brand is who you are, if he doesn't care, then that's on him. But for an entertainment guy like me who loves entertaining sports, I just don't enjoy watching him play golf very much unless it's a really big tournament and I just want to see really good golf shots because he is bored. But if that's the way he wants to be, great. But for other players coming up who are like that, like a Cameron Young perhaps, they need somebody like me to just get a hold of them and say, come on, let it out just a little bit, just a little bit. You know, co- uh, Coach, that's a good point. But but the truth is with Candley, I, I don't think he's interested in it. Re- remember, this, right. guy's, this guy's got a pretty torrid past. I mean, when your best friend dies in your arms, there's been stuff that's happened to him. And I think that I sort know. of forged who he is as an individual. 
Hey, and then that fifteen million dollars he earned last year, he's like, "Pip, whatever." I might, might <laughs> yeah, win event, you know? <laughs> and that's and that's, that's what he does. Um, yep. he, he just wins. The the one time over these last few rounds where I've seen him sort of chill a little bit between shots was when he was grouped with uh, Xander Shoffley. Walked together, lots of giggles. Well, not giggles. You know, stories told, and 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 he was smiley and chatty. Otherwise, the dude is like down the fairway like Ben Hogan, and in a way. He sort of reminds me of Hogan because he has that flat cutting sort of flight, can turn it in the opposite direction, no emotion. Other guy holds putts and he's like, whatever, you know, he's, <laughs> that's who he is. We, we just need to get a mic on him so he can call his peers uh, pampered bleeps and also uh, request my ties uh, after the after the event. That would be hey, Rick, the best, the best branding for him. Rick, what's his uh, how many how many top tens at majors? Oh, not many. Right. Does he have uh, one? Do you two know the answer? Two for 19. Two? Yeah. It's not enough. Not good. Not good. It's not enough. Not good. Uh, that, just, will changing. that will it, be changing. It, it's, uh, it's surprising, too, because he's the type of player that you would think would get better at the harder courses, and he just he just hasn't played well at majors yet. He'll figure it out, hopefully. We'll see. Uh, all right. It is time to get into our picks our bets, all that fun stuff, including the one and done, which has not necessarily been fun, a word I would describe, uh, used to describe it recently for, for me at least. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain. Those numbers do not add up to me. And I know it can be confusing the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple. And that's where super feet comes into play. These super feet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I, I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, they've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as, as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for four, our listeners, uh, first time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash first. Again, 
Not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viore.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. And we're back. All right. It is time, Mark, for your nationality pick of the week. And coach, I will get you up to speed on how this works now because we've changed okay. some things. Uh, okay. Mark has a propensity to choose a nationality bet every single week. So we built it into you know the me, show. Coach. Yep. So what happens now is, uh, believe it or not, producer Jacob plays a clip of the national anthem to a country that we have no idea and we need to guess not only the country but then the golfer that mark has chosen as his top nationality bet we are terrible at it in case you were wondering i'm 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 here for it <laughs> this sounds like a lot of fun let's go let's go <laughs> hit it jacob That should give it away, guys. I've Come got on. a guess. I've got. No, I think I got cool. it. Well, it's got. It's Scotland. It's it's yeah. bagpipes, right? It's got to be yeah. Scotland. It's got to be. Big shot, so Bob. So that's either McIntyre or Knox, right? Wrong. Wrong. Uh oh, Scotland, Scotland. I thought Scotland. it was Robert McIntyre. I did too. I don't think he's gonna. Personally, I don't think he's gonna play that well at Riviera. So he's gonna get there and go. My goodness. You know, I'm, I'm not used to this. Okay, let me find the uh, let me find the Scottish, the top. Well, you got one more chance because there's only three of them. I think you guys should try and guess without looking at the uh, list. Okay, McIntyre, Martin Laird. Yeah, there oh, you go. Laird. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. I never would have got that. I never would have got that. Hey, yeah. we were all over the bag the bagpipes, baby. Yes. Keep keep those coming, Mark. Those are good. <laughs> well, the yeah. flower of Scotland to me is one of the great anthems of all time if you go to a rugby match and it's like one of the home nations scotland v wales or especially england you know there's still that brave heart thing that's going on over there and these scots get in behind it and, and and there's so much emotion to it and then i looked at the field list this week and i was interested in the englishman um but then with just three guys now as i said i don't think mcintyre first time there i th- i believe it's just a different golf course you've got to figure it out and and russell knox has been playing well he hits the ball with the irons well enough to be a, a factor there. But Martin Laird is just good. And he played well last week. And, and he's experienced enough to be able to take the rough and the smooth. So a one in three chance and the number was pretty good too. I was like, let's go for uh, Laird this week. Big Shot Bob has the shortest odds as the top Scottish player, but it's all very close. One plus 163 for Robert McIntyre, Martin Laird, as we described, plus 175, Russell Knox, plus 188. So pretty close for all three of those, the only three Scottish players in the field. We quickly identified the country and we rattled off two immediate answers. And those, the only other existing option was the one that Mark had. (laughs) 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 We're so bad at this. Uh, I love it. Top Scotsman, Martin Laird, plus 175 for Mark. Okay, best bets. This is where we go over to Caesar Sportsbook, and we scour every page, every opportunity, and we come up with our best bet of the week. And, Coach, we are very excited to have you back on Omega Preview Pod. So let's start with your best bet for this week's Genesis Invitational. So my best bet this week is the one thing I've learned on the early edge Daily, 10 a.m., check us out, uh, is that trends don't always matter. You can't always go back to what just happened. However, if you listen to Mark Emmelman, 
this is a course that you've got to have experience on. You can't show up and say, yeah, this is going to be my week. So my best bet this week, I know he hasn't been in complete form, but I'm going to go plus 400, Tony Finau, top 10, lock it in. Hunky Tony to finish inside the top 10 plus 400. He hasn't been in good form, coach, or at least not up to his standards, but runner-up mm-hmm. finish here last year, runner-up finish mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Maybe this is a get-right spot for him? I think so. I really I really do. I, it, and I, I've, I've noticed being a part of this show and really diving in that players love coming back to places that, A, they feel comfortable, but also they have really good memories of. He should have won last year. He absolutely should have won. He gave it away in the in the playoff. This year, I think he's going to be right back up there again. There it is. That ball right there that Kyle's pointing at on his normal sport poster, that ball of Max Homa's behind the tree on 10. That was it. That was a wrap. My 30 to one or 35 to one ticket on Tony Finau. I was walking to the pay window, coach. I was taking it straight to the pay window. I saw you there. And and they they slammed the the gate down in front of us and said, not not so fast. So Tony Cody Finau, uh, top 10, plus 400 for the coach. Okay, KP, I see a three ball in your future. What do you got for us? Yeah, so I've got Carlos Ortiz over Sahith and Doug Gim. Uh, I think this is... So Ortiz plays really well at Riviera. If you look at uh, minimum 10 rounds played, he's right up there with guys like Cantlay, with guys like Bubba, with guys like Hideki. He's he's really solid at this course and it's, it's, you know, versus like how he plays on other courses, it's phenomenal. And I think that there's a little bit of, uh, just kind of, I mean, obviously for all the reasons that coach and I both laid or laid out on Twitter, there's a lot of emotion around Sahith right now for good reason. But I think that you can kind of leverage some of that to your advantage in, uh, in some of these bets. Love it. Love it. That is plus 175, Carlos Ortiz. Carlos Ortiz over Sahith and Doug Gim. I'm going with Cam Smith to finish inside the top 10, plus 260. Sometimes sports books tell you something and you have to listen. And Cam Smith's odds are 25 to 1 at Caesar Sportsbook, which is the same odds as Scotty Scheffler, Rory McElroy, Victor Hovland, Xander Shoffley. It's like the guy they don't want you to bet. Uh, so I'll bet him. Cam Smith, top 10, plus 260. Mark, ooh. This is a very interesting pick here. Uh, please just don't tell me what the bet is. Tell me, tell me the name of the golfer. Uh, the golfer is Paul Casey. Give me Paul, give me Paul Casey. <laughs> In honor of coach's return. Oh, tip of the cap, gentlemen. Tip of the cap. <laughs> well, <thank you. laughs> It's the only reason why I went with it. I mean, gee, it was when I saw Casey's name in the field, I had to. Um, no truth. I, I considered Laird for a little while. In fact, if you look at the text chain with uh, producer Jacob, I might have said Laird after this one, but I'll take this because uh, the favorite in this group, and I think there are five of them, the Englishman in the field, is Matt Fitzpatrick. And uh, Casey is just so good around here. And and the way he hits his irons, he hits them high, he's so accurate. Um, I, I just feel like he'll show up at a place where he's played well before and, and have another good week. So 20 to 1, I thought it was a good bet. Paul Casey, top Englishman, is the best bet for Mark, which can allow us to move on to our expert, in quotation, picks. And we'll go sleeper, top 10, and pick to win. Mark, let's just run it right back. Hopefully, Jacob has another drop here ready in just one second. Who is your sleeper for this week's Genesis Invitational? Bubba. He's been playing well. Uh, and 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 he's found a little form. And hell, he's won three times around Riviera. So... 
He's coming in here with some confidence. Uh, Bubba at 42 one is not a bad deal. Mud ball. Mud ball. Yeah. <laughs> Mud ball. I love that guy. <laughs> there won't be any this week, incidentally. It is so dry in California. Yes. We have some firm greens. Yeah, it is like uh, dangerously dry, isn't yeah. it, Coach? <laughs> it is. I, I haven't seen rain, and I, don't, I can't even remember the last time, at least a month, maybe longer. Oh, my God. I, when, when I was living there, there was a time where I was like, when did it rain last? And we had to yes. look it up, and it was like, 18 months prior and i was like oh my god <laughs> it's yes yes it's very dry it's very dry yes unbelievable uh coach while i have you why don't you give us your sleeper for this week yeah so you can see that in addition to tony Finau, i went with guys that have really been in really good form luke list one uh at tory he's a plus seven thousand. which if you're looking for a guy who just won with his incredible odds, that would be him. Uh, and so a classic sleeper there. And then uh, Sam Burns, he finished third here a year ago. You're getting a plus 3,000. You guys all know how I feel about betting on winners. It's got to be at least plus 2,000 or higher, or I'm not touching it. So Sam Burns is a great fit right into uh, making some money, but still certainly capable of, of getting the job done. All right, I'll take Thomas Peters, 60 to 1 for my sleeper. This is a uh, a guy who's won twice worldwide, going back to a place he's finished runner-up at before. So KP, I'm going to take your sleeper, but before I do, uh, there is already a little, uh, you know, a little ch- little chat has has a concern with your best bet. Uh, just to recap, it was Carlos Ortiz over Sahith and Doug Gim. Seb Max says that's oh, a little risky. You sure you don't want to just take John Rom or Patrick Cantlay to make the cut? Okay, again, check the check the receipts, check the numbers. It, it's it's not it's not labeled uh, f- most fun bet or risk. It's labeled best bet. Okay, Get He's Seb. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right, you're <laughs> here's Rom to make the cut. <laughs> Oh, minus 1,000. You can lay the old uh, 1,000 bucks to win 100. What do you call that, Rick? Picking up nickels in front of a steamroller. (laughs) (laughs) This is so good. This is so good. Oh, All right. What do you, what's your uh, what's your sleeper, KP? Um, yeah. I'm, by the way, I was looking at this. Xander's twenty-five to one to win this week. That can't be right. Shocking. Yeah. There, there's only there's only six guys that are under plus two thousand, and that's Rom Cantlay, JT, DJ Morikawa, McElroy. Everybody else is north of plus two thousand. God, so high. Um. Yep. My sleeper is Taylor Gooch. He is the last 50 rounds, number eight in total strokes gain, just ahead of Hideki, just behind Victor Hovland. And you're definitely not getting him at a number that those guys are at this week. I think both of those guys are in the what, 20, 25 to one, 30 to one range. And Gooch is, uh, is, is more like 50. He also plays well on this golf course. The only three guys Rick, that have historically been better in terms of strokes gained, minimum 10 rounds played, DJ, Rom, and Adam Scott, which is a pretty good uh, trio to trail. So I, I do like Taylor Gooch this week. Yeah, not even Bubba. The three wins, but he has like five missed cuts, two WDs, so that brings the average down. Too many rounds for Bubba in that category. Top 10, I'll go with Rory. Well-rested, plays well here. 
I think he's ready to rock and roll. Haven't seen him over here on the PGA Tour uh, since, geez, last season. So uh, looking forward to getting Rory. If he finishes inside the top 10, it's plus 220. Mark, how about your top 10, please? Hideki. Uh, I, I watched him some last week again. Um, the win in Sony was also on a golf course where there was a different grass. And and he's got a great record at Riviera. I think he's had three top 10s in the top 11, uh, 11th. And the guy looks like he's just taken a step in the game where, you know, he was always a decky, talented, you know, has the odd win. He looks like he's a perennial contender right now. So Matsuyama for me. Hideki Matsuyama plus 260. KP, your top 10 pick also plus 260. It's the X-Man. Yeah, he's playing. I mean, he played so well last week. He's just, and maybe that's, this is why he's 25 to 1. He just doesn't win. I mean, yep. it, we're over three years now since he's won a PGA Tour event. Which is like crazy. That's a long time. I mean, I know the Olympics. I know the the shadow leaderboard at the at the uh, Tour Championship. But uh, he's just such a a great candidate to finish like T six here and be you know like talk everybody into picking him for for the players here in three weeks. Uh, that is plus 260 for Xander Shoffley finish inside the top 10. And coach, no surprise here, your best bet. Also, obviously, on your card, Tony Finau to finish inside the top 10. Four to one, the longest odds for any of us in that top 10 wager category. Not shocking that I would find a diamond in the rough. By the way, KP, I know What's you were wondering, bet? the uh, <laughs> the Players' Championship will be my first event called on the PGA Tour this year. Oh, I'm scheduled to do eight big one. so far. Yeah, big one. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, are they going to do the every shot live thing again? As far as I know, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Is. That's going to be, yeah, available on one of the four main streams on PGA Tour Live. Yeah, I'm happy to, you know, trash the tour when they do things wrong. They got that every <laughs> shot live so right. And I was not expecting it. I thought it was kind of going to be the tape delay, like we've not, or not the tape delay, but like you know, you get it on the on Masters.com three minutes right. later, and it's a replay of the shot. No, no, no. Pick your group, pick your golfer. Every shot live. They were not kidding. It was unbelievable. <laughs> hey, Rick, and, and get, awesome. <laughs> Rick, I was chatting with an executive the other day from the tour, and he goes, "Tell me about this gaming guy." And I was like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Don't, no, don't do this. Are you making this up?" I'm kidding. Don't worry. <laughs> Why does he do this to me? I was, I was going to say, me and I, Mark will not be trashing the PGA Tour <laughs> when they do something wrong. <laughs> we like our jobs. <laughs> I, uh, Rick, yeah. Rick, you go for it. You go for it. <laughs> Jacob brings up a good point. The producer Jacob brings up a good point. The best part of, of uh, Every Shot Live was that we got Spieth and, and Morikawa hitting into Rory Sabatini and Rory yeah. running up the fairway with his hands in the air and then more Cala telling Spieth about how Sabatini might be chatting people up that he shouldn't be chatting up. Yeah, it <laughs> was, was it was sound. it was water cooler gossip uh, between <laughs> colleagues. Is it, what was, it was it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, picks the win. We've alluded to a lot of these. I'm taking Xander Shoffley at 25 to one. Coach Sam Burns coming off a couple of um, subpar performances, which actually in this case would be good. Subpar yes. in golf, I guess, would be good. So maybe <laughs> overpar performances. However, uh, I don't have to remember back too far to him making the turn here at Riviera on Sunday with the lead just last year. And let's also remember, for people who who want to bet on Scotty Scheffler this week, I, can't, I, I actually looked this up and I couldn't find it because I guess Google wasn't working. The last back-to-back -back winner on the PGA Tour, I couldn't find it. I know, I know Bryson did it in 2018, but 
it never happens. Hardly ever happens. So Scheffler, stay away. But Burns, I like when you've had a couple of, of bad tournaments. Wait, what's then? The... Go ahead. Hmm? Go ahead. Oh, it, Sorry. It, 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 no, that's okay. That's okay. It's just I think this is a place where he's also I think he elevates his game when he plays with the bigger fields. I think he's got, he's that type of a guy. That's why I love him in the spot. Yeah, I, I love that pick. What what is the what's the question here? Last back to back winner. Yeah, yes. I can. I know of a guy. I don't know if it was the last, but it was within the last three years, and I'm positive he did it. But I don't know if Brent, someone's Brendan done it. Brendan Todd, I think, did it. Brendan Todd went back to back, almost went back to back to back. Yes, and that was in the fall. That's why nobody RSM, remembers right? it. Yeah, it was like Bermuda, whatever the week was before that, and then RSM. My right. Right. Finished right. third. Yeah, right. something like that. Right. Yeah, but I don't think anybody's done it since then. No, it never happens. Jacob's confused. Jacob thinks hot, not defend your title. Go back to back, Jacob. Um, there was another thing I wanted to throw out there. I can't remember what it was. Uh, okay, Mark, your pick to win. Oh, happens to align with your storyline. Yeah. And last week, the same thing happened. And Spieth was dismal in Phoenix. And uh, that didn't work out so well for me, one and done wise. But uh, I just see no weakness in Candlay, and he went to school right up the road, UCLA, and uh, he's also had a good career uh, record around Riviera. So it's going to be his third week in a row. I spoke to him about it. He and his caddy, and and, and they scheduled the thing because he normally doesn't play Phoenix. It was the first time he played there last year, and so he goes, "We're going three in a um, Riviera will be the third in a row, so he'll be still in decent shape, and then a little rest before uh, the players rolls around." 12 to 1, Patrick Cantlay for Mark, which KP, that has also caught your full attention. Yeah, I mean, Mark's right. He he plays well at this golf course. Historically, he plays a little bit better than what his expected value here is, according to Data Golf. And if that if that happens this week, he's got what seven top elevens in a row on the PGA tour. Um wow. if that if that happens this week where he's playing a little bit better than what were kind of what his expected value is, he's probably going to win. So uh, it's not the sexiest pick, but I do think it's one of the safer ones, which I know the commenters love. Me Should, going we, with this <laughs> Should we actually be counting Cantlay winning BMW and tour championship as back-to-back wins? Yes. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Sort of. Yes. I don't know he's, that we can he's count got the trophies, doesn't he? I don't know that we can count net tournaments and back-to-back wins. He's got the trophies. <laughs> He's got the trophies. It's not a real event. He has the trophy. And the check, for that matter. That, yeah, he's got that. Okay, so if we... Hold on, hold on. If we give if we give Rory 10 strokes to start the Masters, would you give them to him? Uh, he would bite your arm off to get that. <laughs> <laughs> for Very sure. Very good point, though. Very good point. But does I don't it know if he's got the third championship. I don't yeah, know. That's, I don't know. That's not, you know what, Kyle? Say, yeah, yeah. 20 years down the track when folks are scanning the records and see, ah, oh, Candlay won then, they won't remember that he got a start. Uh, he, he's the winner. His name is on the honor roll. He's got the trophy. He's the winner. Closed. Would Rory McIlroy give $25 million to start this year's Masters at 10 under yes, par? Yes. Probably. $50 million? Probably. Yeah, hundred million. <laughs> hey, hey, we we all know we all know that ten million means nothing to him. We all know that. We all know that. So why why not pay twenty five too? Wow, how that's a fun uh, game to play. That is a fun game to play. Who who would? So so the question that I've always wanted to ask Tiger. I don't know if I've ever said this publicly, but oh boy, 
the question that I've always wanted to ask Tiger is how much money would you, no, 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 not how much money, how many majors would you relinquish? Would you give up to have like complete anonymity to be able to just freely live your life, to be able to go anywhere, to do anything? Because I think if he was asked that publicly, he would say he wouldn't, but if you gave him truth serum or privately, I think there's a number that he would give up for, for complete anonymity. But, but, but he has the truth though. The guy lost that before he even won his first major really, because he was a superstar in college. Then he wins three USAMs in a row. There's the fist pumping stuff. He signs for 40 million with Nike. All of a sudden he was thrust into the front of magazines and the stuff went away. Then, then when he won the masters in 97, that just ramped it up a different level. It made it global. Uh, Tiger has been, he's, he hasn't been anonymous since he was five. Well, that's my point is like, how many majors would you give up to experience anonymity in your life? Because you've never experienced it. Yeah. The, one of the big takeaways, uh, there was that HBO doc, uh, coach, I think it was two parts, but it was something like how he likes to scuba dive because it's like the only place on the planet where like, no one knows your tiger woods, like the fish don't know who you are. Yeah. And that's that's so sad. That's so sad. But let me, I've got a, I've got a very, very quick rock story for you. You kind of put it in perspective because the rock used to complain all the time. The rock complained all the time. Oh, I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. And one time we were flying to Chicago on connecting plane. He gets off. We all rock up the ramp. He has police waiting for him. He walks down the steps, get into a police car, drives around to his plane and gets right on it. Never has to walk through the airport. The next week I see him again. He's walking through the airport with a jersey on that says The Rock on the back. (laughs) And I said, Rock, if you don't want to be noticed, don't wear a jersey that says The Rock on the back. He looked at me and goes, Coach, that's why I'm wearing it. (laughs) So anytime we think these guys don't like this, stop it. Stop it. Because they all do. They all do. Uh, real quick, Rick, how many how many strokes would Rory have to get to strike the Masters for you to feel good about him winning it? <laughs> Ten. Forget forget how many how much he would pay for him. But. Um, can I start him? I don't want to start. I want to start him on Friday. I don't want him to have to play Thursday. That's a good so point. Yeah, I just, want just the strokes and fifty four holes. Well, he he. Well, the problem is he would start with an eight stroke lead, go out in forty one, and be like, "Wow, I just wasted fifty million dollars." <laughs> right. Yeah, that would be tough. It'd be more it pressure packed if you spent would, fifty million for the lead. It would spiral the other way. He'd like miss the cut somehow because he'd be so frustrated by it. Yeah, I mean, if you gave him a, I mean, he he would like ah, uh, he'd become the like Tiger Woods, like even money probably at like six shots. Yeah, I was gonna say wow. if you gave him five, I'd feel I'd feel pretty good. He's a front runner. That's how he's won all his all his majors. He's a great front runner. Yeah, see if we can yeah. oh, see we saw what happened three weeks ago. Three weeks you, ago. I'd I'd settle with three and a week's worth of rain leading into Augusta National. There you go. Oh, interesting you go. caveat, Mark. Interesting mm-hmm. caveat there. Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen, we have one final thing to do. That's our one and done. There is a major development coming but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word no jake i put it down we're going to take a, a quick break and hear a word from our partners the all-new hyundai 2024 santa fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family and that's because the all-new hyundai santa fe has some great features like the available h-track all-wheel drive standard third row seating available dual wireless charging pads and much much more so think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can 
take you. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And we're back. One and done. There it is. There's the big board. Um, Mark is still out in front. We'll go uh, work our way from the bottom here, but uh, I, I have to, I have to announce something here. Uh, coach is coach is back. Coach is excited about you know the golf season now that football is done. Coach, you were so excited that last week you actually took Xander Shoffley for the second time I'm this aware. year, Ooh. and we have uh, penalized you for that with a big fat zero dollar check. And I will respectfully take that it was my mistake which is why today this is, is the book and i actually write down every single pick and xander's right there right there so it's all my fault i'll own it but what i will say is this a year ago when i started on the show at basically the same time of the year everybody was making fun of me my name was all at the bottom and what did i tell you guys what did i tell each and every one of you i said if i get to start where everybody else starts my name's going to be right there at the top. So, Rick, is my name not right there at the top next to Mark's? Just like I said a year ago it would be. So, yes, you guys wanted to embarrass me today. I'm flipping that right around on you because right now I'm in second place with a lot of tournaments to go. So let's go, big boy. Let's go. You are, didn't we, I, didn't we I, give you like a million dollars and then you <laughs> proceeded to pick no, no, Sepp no, 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 in the second week with everybody a, on the table? No, no, you gave me a million dollars because look where you guys all were last year. You're already at this point. I started at a million, like three million behind. So don't twist the story, KP. My, but my point is I not the a million dollars. My point is that you picked Sepp Straka <laughs> on week two after we gave you the million And I dollars. actually yelled at him in San Diego because of that <laughs> pick. And I said, Sepp, I took you a year. And then he kept walking. He never wanted yeah. to listen to me. Yeah. Then no, he I almost took, won the Olympics. I own it. I, <laughs> you and that damn Olympics joke. He did <laughs> I know we almost won the Olympics. Uh, oh, we almost got God. another palindrome here, Rick. <laughs> Close. Yeah. You uh, or Sia. If Sia went with Sam Burns, we could have gotten it done. Unbelievable. But he did not. Um, I will. Final yeah. thing on this, Coach. You should have seen how happy Mark was. He was smitten when the news broke that you had already <laughs> picked Xander. He could not well, contain his excitement. Couldn't hey, happen to hey, a nicer guy. A Oh hey, boy. I mean, when, when you when you when you're when you're going after the big dog and the big dog makes a mistake, of course they're going to be the excited com, for the commissioner of said uh, league I to make it. a mistake. Uh, something is basic, is basic, as fundamental I as I, that. I I understand. I pulled a KP. I pulled a KP. Well, don't and, don't don't bring me into this. This is like uh, you did it twice last year. This is like twice, uh, at least twice. This is like Slugger White taking a bad drop <laughs> at his country club game. <laughs> that was, that's good. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out why KP's even talking. He's barely over a million dollars, <laughs> and that's where I started last year. At this point, you no, I think it was for five months. 
I think it was earlier than this. It's <laughs> it's worse for me than it was for you. So 1.1 million KP. You are unfortunately in the basement, so you feel the wrath. Uh, who are you taking this week? Uh, Patrick Cantlay. I, he's I don't I I have a hard time trusting him at majors right now because he hasn't done it yet, and he will. I mean, Mark's right. Like he's gonna he it's he's not gonna go the rest of his career and not contend at majors, but um. I don't know. It seems like too obvious this week to the point that he'll probably finish like T44. But I, I really, he's been, again, seven straight top 11, six straight top 10s. He's just been unbelievable over the last few months. Sia Najad is at $1.5 million. He's going with Taylor Gooch. Then there's a gap to myself, 2.7. Jacob, 3.2. Greg at 3.4. We're all taking Bubba Watson. And um, if you've been paying attention, I've missed five cuts in a row. And as soon as I submitted <laughs> this pick, Jacob texted me that I was going to mush him as well. So I don't think anyone's particularly thrilled that we're all on the same page with, with I Bubba am. Watson. I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> um coach you have Mud a two hundred thousand ball coach you have a two hundred thousand dollar lead on greg and you're one point four million behind mark your pick for this week is whom well i've got to tell you that uh, my philosophy this year as i became the commissioner of the one and done league was to do pull a a rick run good a rick gaiman and that is front load so i could be in the position i'm in right now and then when I came onto the show live, I could kind of reset. This is my reset. So right now, I've only got one man in my sights. He's only 1.4 million ahead. Hey, I can knock that out in one Only. Turn. Okay. Only 1.4. That's, that's one win. That's one win away. We gave Russell you Hay that last year, Coach, and it still didn't work out for you, boss. No, you didn't. You didn't give me you anything. You guys act like you gave me anything. I, didn't start, I started five months behind. So Sam Burns is my pick. If he wins, I think it's 1.4, 1.5. And after Patrick Cantlay misses the cut, next week, right here live on the show, we could be looking at a new <clears throat> leader. That's all I'm going to say. That's hey, producer Jacob, pull up this comment from Sia Najad. <laughs> what did he write? <clears throat> so Fancy him with a comment. <laughs> well, that's what I, I was going to say. This is like the Washington football team making fun of the Jaguars for having the number one pick. <laughs> well, do, is you it, just is don't want to be the, the worst guy. You'd be the second to worst guy. You could start flinging uh, arrows. Yeah. Is this, is this the, the, the part of the show where I tell you that I just cleaned up from C on the Super Bowl? We had a, a bet on our other show called the early edge and I took all their money because I had the Bengals plus four. I probably shouldn't say that here. Pro probably not the right spot. My bad. I'll take it back. I'll take Sia it. looks like a, uh, he looks like, He's uh is this like a modeling like a mo picture model shoot? Like was, <laughs> was it for an acting gig on like a on a, That's a on a sitcom? <laughs> that does look like one of those sitcom pictures. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, full house. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. He yeah. looks like he full, he was, looks like he's trying out for Fuller House. There's some paper yeah. around that's got like four of these. There's like a, a happy one for like drama uh, for comedies, and then he's oh, got no. like, a serious one for dramas. Like <laughs> I need to see see his acting resume on the back with all of like his skills. Like, oh hey, pull God. up. Hey, will you go two comments up, producer Jacob, to Cole? He says, "Yeah, this is a great idea. I don't know if you can make this happen, Commissioner Coach." Okay, what do we got here? 
Oh, it says, give the fans a poll each week for one and done. And the one that gets the most votes is our pick and then keep us on the leaderboard. Essentially okay. a, a listener spot on the leaderboard. Quite interesting. That'd be great, but we're very, very busy and I don't have time to do that. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> I'm super, super busy. I got 4,000 4, jobs. I'm not doing yeah, we'll that. Have to figure out a way to do yeah. that where we don't have to <laughs> yeah. do anything and they yeah. do all <laughs> somebody, somebody in the comment, somebody, somebody who watches and listens could put that together. And if you want to keep track of it we will include you on the on the leaderboard and 100%. we'll give you a million to start with if you want to start now and so we we Kyle. for this tournament <laughs> if you want him puts up put make make sep and john rom the only two options for riviera and and if you guys want strap you can i don't even know if he's in the field he's probably not he's probably not i don't know uh, i also i also have some other interesting news uh the purse this year is max massive okay they yep. raised it to 12 million bucks the winner's share <laughs> 2.1 million dollars what did i just say somebody did some research keep somebody dancing. did some research coach keep dancing i've got cantley <laughs> here's here's what i want if my guy beats you know what we do a little thing on my other show called the showdown all right here we go and, and so this mark the- if you're so inclined i'd love to go head to head Sam I'm always, Burns in, I'm always I am always inclined. <laughs> okay. Always. I mean, well, I was born inclined. Then let's go right here, right now. Um, right, go. go ahead, Rick. Set the set the. Uh, uh, all right. So, coach, it. coach is going with Sam Burns. Uh, Mark yeah. is going with Patrick Cantlay. What What is the What is the wager here? Is it a bottle of wine? Is it monetary? No, I, can't, is I, can't, it... I can't do that anymore. It was too hard the last time to order that thing. All right. What What do we want to What do we want to do here, gentlemen? Fifty or hundred bucks. Fifty or hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. So hundred bucks is our normal showdown bet on the early edge. So that that could be our standard bet for here too. A Benjamin, so, a Benjamin. I'm, uh, I'm two and zero oh in these showdowns with this one. The the, the second I one, I get the sub story text is like, oh, I I I I don't know how to find this wine that you like. Blah blah blah. Because <laughs> wow, it was desperate. It was desperate. I mean, for someone as vocal and as influential. I mean, look at look at it. Look at him down there in the corner of my screen. I Couldn't know, pull off. Shipping I couldn't. The wine to me. I couldn't find your damn wine. Yeah. Uh, Jacob, hit the music. It's gonna be a let's go. Let's go. We got a showdown. By the way, that was the music in the Peyton Manning commercial the other day, and we are convinced they've been watching our show to use that music in the Super Bowl commercial. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, was that the be- the beer commercial? Yeah, uh, the bowling commercial. Yeah, yeah, the, well, yeah, that beer com- yeah. Well, I Mikula didn't want to Bolt- give them free ad time. Here, oh, coach. my bad, my bad, my bad. You're right. Yeah, tough. You could have been Jump talking about nine co- nine commercials that Peyton was in, and I mean, it was like one ad agency did eleven of those commercials. Come on, wild. Phil should Phil should, uh, and maybe he does, but he, Peyton's post football career is what Phil's post golf career should look like. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. He's turned down ESPN a thousand times until they got the production company set up, and now you see what they're doing. Every commercial is the Mannings. Brilliant. And the son, he's going to get a $10 million nil deal, too. Oh, Arch? Ar- yeah, the younger, he's going to Old Miss. He's going to get a $10 million. Son million. Is that? That's the, the older brother. That's <laughs> Cooper's son. Uh, Cooper. Cooper's yeah. son. Arch. Yeah, yeah he's the real yeah. deal. Uh, just to recap, from the bottom up. No, 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 I haven't gotten to talk yet because Coach has been so vocal. <laughs> My apologies. He, he never did his one and done. Mark, the leader, over yeah. $5 million, your one and done, please. 
okay, before we do this, now that the commissioner's back, because he dodged us for a while, do you guys remember, oh, we're going to have like a winner's jer- a leader's jersey, like a king of the mountains and stuff like this, and we're going to have a belt, and, and there's going to be weekly payouts and stuff? Well, I have not seen the, the, nothing. What are then you talking I, about? The Rock heard, has it. The Rock has the jersey. Then I heard. <laughs> then I've heard. Stop, coach. This is my turn. Then I've heard that at the Players Championship, whoever's leading, there'll be something, right, coach? Huh? I I've, I don't remember any of this. Okay. Well, now he's nodding. So at least I've got him on the record. So with that being said, the countdown to the players is on, and so that forced my selection because last week here's my book, just like coach. I pencil in folk at the folks at the beginning of the year. So last week, I had Xander, um, John Rahm, and Brooks Kepka, but I went with Spieth like a moron. This week, I'm not doing the same thing. Can't let. Let's go. <laughs> Jacob seems to think that there are payouts at the players. Then for each of the four majors, a weekly award. What? That's what you said, Coach Commissioner. No, 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 no. The yes, the at the players, and then for the majors, but not every tournament weekly payouts for those weeks for the major weeks. So where's there the belt? Have you got the belt? Because I will be at the players with you, and we will the have belt, a the belt. Is the season long winner because you get to have it the whole year. You can wear it on your shoulder every yeah. day if you, you have win to do every podcast with it on your shoulder. Exactly. I've had it for the You're whole year it. already. I mean, my goodness, you haven't won oh it yet. I, it's I should have it. I, I should be doing it with the belt on the uh, shoulder until the season's over. Then it goes. Thank to you. What are you talking? <laughs> what are you? T- get me a yellow. It, it, it would be. It would be like like get me giving a yellow somebody jersey or something. You should, you, uh. There should be a yellow jersey. <laughs> it's not the Tour de France. All right? It's the one and done. Here's hey, the one and done. Listen, yeah. listen. Tell me who I need to Venmo in September because <laughs> that's 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 the only thing I'm going to be doing at 1.1 million. <laughs> Kyle's got Patrick Cantlay. See, has got Taylor Gooch. Uh, myself, Greg, Jacob, all with Bubba Watson. Coach is going with Sam Burns. Mark is going with Patrick Cantlay. That is your one and done board for the week. Gentlemen, absolute blast for the mega preview pod for this week's Genesis Invitational. We'll be back for round by round recaps after each and every final putt drops. But for now, big thanks to producer Jacob, does all the hard work behind the scenes. Mark Immelman, who you can find at Mark underscore Immelman. That's the coach you can find on Twitter at the coach rules kyle porter at kyle porter cbs and you can find me at rick run good this has been the first cut and we'll catch you next time okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.